everybody, and welcome in. It is Thursday, July 2nd. We've made it to the second half of 2020. We've made it. We're here. It's been a uh, tough ride, especially that first half. But hey, we got a second half comeback, and we're making that comeback starting today on today's show. Um, we got a lot to cover. And, you know, it, there's no uh, big topics that we've got to uh, get into today for the most part. I mean, we're going to talk about tanking in sports. It's not a, a topic that turn on your local radio and that you'd probably hear today. We're going to talk a little bit about Imani Bates. Not a topic you might hear on your radio today. You heard it on Monday. You heard it on maybe maybe Tuesday. But other than that, you didn't hear much of it. Um, we got our sports coming back in jeopardy. Another topic you might not be hearing on your local radio. And then Brady or Belichick, who gets the last lap? So these topics are just kind of fillers for today's show. Um, we've got the MHSAA, maybe moving football season to the spring. Uh, you know, we'll get into that at a later time. I want to bring someone on for that. I really do. I think uh, bringing in a, a coach, AD, uh, you know, assistant coach, whatever, maybe a player, who knows, um, to really discuss their thoughts on that and kind of dive into it that way. Um, but first off, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you uh, for clicking on the video and, and tuning in to the segment. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you really get your podcast, thank you for typing in The Jacob Cox Show and hitting play. Uh, but jumping right into today's show, should tanking be allowed in sports? That's where we're at. Okay, and that's kind of the big topic that we're going to lead off today's show with. And yes, it obviously has to do a little bit with our Detroit Red Wings getting uh, boned pretty much in the NHL draft lottery last week. Um, that That's kind of why this segment has intrigued me, uh, wanting me to uh, really discuss this. And, and should it be allowed in sports? So tanking... Uh, clearly it doesn't get you anywhere that it should in the NHL and in the NBA because the draft lottery, as the NHL just displayed and made very obvious, uh, is that the NA is that the draft lotteries don't work. You can be the worst team in the league and still not have that first overall pick or even really be in the top three. That's where the Red Wings really got shafted was maybe not having the number one pick, but not even having a top three pick. So, uh, you know, draft lotteries clearly don't work. Now, if you take what the uh, NFL does, worst team in the league, gets the number one pick. Whether that team's tanking or not, they have the number one pick. So tanking in the NFL and Major League Baseball, it works. But here's the thing. It is so hard to do in those two sports. In the NBA and the NHL, it's a little bit easier. The NBA has made it clear that they, they hate tanking. You know, everyone remembers the whole Mark Cuban incident of, yeah, we want to lose. We want to be in last. And the NBA kind of cracked down and said, okay, cool, you're not going to get the number one pick. You know, uh, you legitimately have to be bad in the NFL and Major League Baseball to have the number one pick. 
and then therefore you deserve the number one pick. Pick up what I'm saying? Like, if you if you are in and even in the NHL and the NBA, you're you're asking superstar players to go out and say, hey, suck, so we can get the number one pick. They're really, you know, I find it hard to believe that they're like, oh yeah, let's do it. Come on, everybody, let's suck. Let's not score. Let's not have a good game. Like, I feel that tanking is so hard to uh, you know, collectively do as a team. And I'm not saying it's impossible, and that's kind of why, uh, you know, I'm bringing up should tanking be allowed. And I think it all, you know, it's 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 a part of the draft lottery, right? Because if you're the worst team, if you tank, you get to the bottom of the league, right? Remember the Dolphins tank for Tua? Well, they didn't necessarily tank when Ryan Fitzpatrick got in there and went 2-2 two and two in his final four games. Right. That, I mean, the tank for Tua was on. I mean, uh, you know, but it worked, right? They they ended up getting Tua. The Bengals tanked, not because they wanted to, I think, but just because they were a, you know, flat out terrible football team. Uh, but they tanked and they got Joe Burrow. And as soon as the draft was over, we thought the New England Patriots were going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Tank for Trevor. And that statement's still out there. Jacksonville's probably saying it on their local radio station today. Tank for Trevor Lawrence. So tanking, you know, maybe it's it's not really happening in pro sports, but us fans look at it and go, yeah, that team's tanking. They want to lose. They want that number one pick. And I think it's very hard to do. And I think, you know, players collectively, head coaches collectively, uh, you know, they're going to say, oh, well, we were trying to go win the game. Like it, telling your superstar player, like, uh, the Red Wings, let's say they were tanking, to tell Dylan Larkin, hey, I don't want you to score tonight, go out and lay an egg, or hey, Jimmy Howard, go give up five goals, even though he does that anyways. Like, asking your superstar players, your your players that, you know, you're putting out, there, they're going to go do a good job. They want to make themselves look good. Maybe not for the team, but at, at that point, maybe it's not for the team, but they want to make themselves look good. So asking a player to tank is is, you know, maybe not realistic. Maybe teams don't collectively tank like us fans think, or, or at least have that little narrative of tanking. But the bottom line is, is if you are the worst team in your league, you deserve the number one pick. I don't care otherwise. And I know I talked about it on Monday's show because I ripped the NHL draft lottery and draft lotteries as a whole. But at the end of the day, if you are the worst team in your league, you deserve the number one pick. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's the whole when we're trying to balance the league NHL stuff. I don't care. And I know I'm going to nip it in the butt uh, with the NBA draft lottery because the Warriors were the worst team in the league and they don't deserve the number one pick. But guess what? They do. They were the worst team in the league last season. They get the best player in the draft. They don't need it. You know, they've got, you know, they got a ton of talent on their roster. They just all happen to be injured. And that's part of the reason why I think the NBA is a joke. Uh, you know, you got a loaded roster. You know, you just a couple superstars run that league. That's it. A couple superstars run the NBA. Everybody else is just eh. But the Warriors should have the number one pick. And as much as I don't like it, as much as it is going to stink to watch that team get a superstar. It's what we have to do as fans. It's what I have to do because if you're going to say I don't like draft lotteries, I want that worst team to get the number one pick just in football or just in like it does to me, it doesn't work that way. 
If you want to abolish this NHL draft lottery, which I do, I have to get rid of it in the NBA too. And I know I'm nipping nipping it in the butt here because it gives the Golden State Warriors the number one pick in the 2020 NBA draft. Not that they need it, but they'll get it. And it and it it's a difficult thing for me uh, to say that, hey, let's give them the number one pick. Let's give them their pick of the best player in the 2020 NBA draft. I hate that because I didn't like the Warriors to begin with. Never did. Especially when Kevin Durant uh, went to Golden State. Wasn't a fan. But bottom line is injuries or not, they were the worst team in the league last season. And they deserve the number one pick for that. That's it. I don't like it any more than you do. And I think if we, you know, because we are going to have a lottery, I don't think they will get the number one pick. And I won't necessarily come on here and get angry like I did with the NHL draft. I won't. But the Warriors better have a top three pick. Worst team in the league better have a top three pick. They don't deserve to win the draft lottery. Well, they were the worst team in the league. Maybe they don't deserve it, but that's how it should work. The Red Wings deserved the number one pick in the NHL draft. They didn't get it. The Warriors don't deserve the number one pick. Guess what? They still should get it. Because I am a firm believer of you are in last place. You displayed the worst basketball from last season. You deserve the number one pick. Okay? Uh, Fact of the matter to me. If you want to tank. If you want to be the worst team in the league, then fine. You get the number one pick. And there's no guarantees in these draft lotteries. Like I say, like if tanking's allowed, cool. The Red Wings could have tanked for all we know. The Warriors, when everyone got hurt, they could have tanked for all we know. There's no guarantee they get the number one pick. So when I say should tanking be allowed in sports, yeah, but there is no guarantee you get the number one pick. My thing is saying... You should. If you are the worst team in the league, you should get the number one pick, regardless of whether you deserve it or not. If you de- if you want to tank, if you want your fans to suffer that year, you want it to be a terrible season, you want to display the worst football, the worst basketball, the worst hockey, or the worst baseball uh, that we've ever seen, just to get the number one pick, fine. You sacrificed. Now you get rewarded with the number one pick. That might not work out. Like, there's no, like, technically, you deserve the number one pick, so we're going to give it to you because you were the worst team in your respective league. But there's no guarantee that player is going to hit and turn your thing around. Like, you, like this tank for Trevor Lawrence, I think he's going to be great in the NFL. I think he's going to be, a, you know, a starter right away for any team that drafts him. But he could bust. He could be a bust. You know, uh, the Jaguars... Not that they're going to be any good anyways, but they could tank, say, we're going to be 0-16. We don't want to win. You know, they get all their players to buy in or whatever. They go ahead and be the worst team in the league, get Trevor Lawrence, and still be 1-15 the next year. Like, that's a very high possibility that that's, you know, tanking doesn't always work. You can be the worst team in the league, and in the NFL and MLB, you can be the worst team and get the number one pick, but there's no guarantee that guy hits and that guy works out for you. And that guy becomes your superstar, that franchise player that you need. 
yes, the, the chances are higher than if you pick fourth, but there's no guarantee. So should tanking be allowed in sports? I say yes. I say yes all the way because if you want to suffer for a year to just get the number one pick, cool. You suffered. Now let's get rewarded. That's it. Bottom line. When we come back, Amani Bates commits to Michigan State University. We'll discuss that. You're listening to The Jacob Cox Show. Okay, welcome back in. We just got done talking about tanking in sports here on The Jacob Cox Show. And moving on to talk about the number one player in the country for the 2022 basketball season. And the number one player, not only in the state of Michigan, but in the country. Amani Bates uh, from uh, Ypsilanti Lincoln. For us here in Michigan, we kind of know where that school is. And we know how good he is. We've heard him. Uh, we've seen him. And he commits to Michigan State, which is... Uh, it kind of came as a surprise. Not that uh, his commitment to Michigan State, just the timing. Uh, I think if if you were paying attention, if you had any uh, a dog in the fight or just, you know, love basketball, wanted to be uh, in the know, in the situation, you knew that Michigan State was leading the, the recruitment of Imani Bates. Michigan was trailing. It, it really came down to those two because he had said he kind of wanted to stay home. So, um, you know, Ypsilanti is right by Ann Arbor, but, um, Tom Izzo was the first call that, uh, Amani Bates got. And, um, that's kind of the reason that he said he's going to be a Spartan. So here's my thing. Uh, it's two years away. He's only going into his junior year. So he's got two full seasons to play. Uh, before he ultimately would ever step on Michigan State's campus. Now, there's all this talk about reclassifying. He's not going to. His dad said a week ago that there is no plans to reclassify and be a 2021 graduate. No plans. Those same people that are saying, oh, but he still can reclassify, I don't care what his dad said, are the same people. That said, or that 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 points out, Amani Bates says he's not going to the G League. Same people that you know, Amani Bates, they they hold up that quote and says, "Here it is. This is why he's coming to Michigan State because he said he won't go to the G League." Are the same people that's throwing away another quote, saying he's not reclassifying. Okay, I just want to I want to make that point real quick. I don't have a problem either way. Yeah, I'm a Michigan fan. I don't want to see this guy put on the. Uh, uh, the Michigan State uniform because that would be death to Michigan for two years, uh, for you know, two games. But I, you know, I don't have a major dog in the fight. It doesn't matter. He puts on the state uniform. Congrats, you're great. One year doesn't mean you win a national title. Zion didn't go win a national title. Now Imani Bates might be better than Zion. Congrats. Still doesn't mean you're going to win a national championship. Anything can happen in March. Seen great teams go down, uh, you know, that first first round, second round. 
you know, Final Four. You're no doubt going to have an entertaining season, a fun season that you're going to want to watch if he does ever put on the Spartan uniform. But, you know, I, I don't think he will. I don't. I think the G League is growing. Yes, still got a little bit of ways to go. But remember, they've got two years to enhance the money, enhance the value of the league. Send those players to an NBA lineup right away. There's a lot of room for the G League to grow before Imani Bates has to make the decision of going to the G League, go to college, go overseas. Right? That year, he has three options, but he has two years to make that that decision. And who knows? By then, the NBA could say you can play at 18 years old. You don't have to go to college. You can be 18 and, you know, he could straight to the NBA. Be a top three selection in the 2022 NBA draft. Who knows? Now, the NCAA is going to start paying their players. You know, the image and likeness, you know, kind of thing that's that's coming about. But listen. They put that thing on pause. When do you think they're picking that up again? After his junior season, they're picking it up. But you think that's going to get done in a month? Two months? It might not get done. Like, like just because they say, yeah, we're going to do it. They have postponed the talks on that. Because of the, uh, of the coronavirus, they've postponed those conversations. So my question to you is, do you really think they're going to resume those talks before he graduates? Before he has to make his decision? Like I want That's a realistic question. I think that's a valid question. They have postponed those talks. They probably won't pick him up again until what? The summer of 2021. By then he's going into his senior year. They have to get all that negotiating, all the money. Some some ADs might vote against it, and now you have those problems. There's a like it was a pivotal time to get this done in 2020. If you're a Monty Bates for 2022, like and, and even if they get it done in that summer of 2021, it might not be implemented till uh, the 2022-23 season or the 23-24 season. You know there is there is a, a possibility that. Like so, right now I think everybody at Michigan State is like, okay, he's one year. That's all we got him is for one year, because then he's gonna go be the number one overall pick in the twenty three NBA draft. So, my question is, you need that money at Michigan State his freshman year. Look, maybe he's maybe he's you know obviously he's a smart kid. If he, he has even the chance to reclassify, he's obviously pretty smart. Good head on his shoulders. But asking an 18-year-old kid to turn down millions of dollars and go to college, you know, that's not some an 18-year-old kid's going to say, yeah, I want to go to class. Seems like a good idea instead of going to make a uh, one, two million dollars, and then still being the first overall pick in the NBA. Like, I don't care if Zion goes to Europe. 
I don't care if Zion goes to the G League. He doesn't need any exposure. He's still going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. Really? He needs to be on ESPN to play basketball at Michigan State. He needs all eyes on him in March. No. And if you think he needs to be on ESPN to get a Nike deal and sign for a lot of money, stop. People know who Amani Bates is. He's a sophomore in high school. He's a sophomore heading into his junior year of high school. And the whole country that cares about basketball knows who he is. You think he needs that exposure to sign that Nike deal? He doesn't. He doesn't need any more exposure. He's getting it at a small school in the state of Michigan. Well, maybe not not a small school, but not, you know, I didn't know who Ypsilanti Lincoln until I heard of Amani Bates. I knew of Lincoln Park. I always thought they were the same thing. They're not. Ypsilanti Lincoln High School. Never heard of it until I heard of Amani Bates. That fact. Maybe I'm in that you know, small majority there. Minority, I guess. Doesn't need Tom Izzo for exposure. Doesn't need to play in that Big Ten title for that exposure to sign that Nike deal. To be the number one pick. Doesn't need the March Madness National Championship, all that. He doesn't need it. He does not need it. Yeah, sure, it'd be nice. It'd be cool for him. But he doesn't need it. He's going to get the payday anyways. He's still going to be the number one pick no matter where he plays that year. And I'm not trying to, uh, you know, uh, say, hey, don't go play at Michigan State. If he wants to go play at Michigan State, cool. No guarantees. But it's, I'm not saying it's a bad option. I, I you know, if whenever I have my kids, I'm going to always push them to go to college. But here's the thing. Telling this kid to turn down this chunk of money to go play college basketball. I don't know. I don't know. For an 18-year-old kid to make that decision. No, I don't want millions of dollars. I want to go to class. I want to take a math class. I wouldn't. I hate math. Maybe he does too. Man, yeah, he's a bright kid. He might want to, you know, he might be able to take the bare minimum classes and be right, you know, go skate right by and play basketball because obviously that's what he's there to do. Um, but it's just interesting. It's it's very interesting to me. And, you know, that's all I got. I just, it's two years away. He could always change his commitment from Michigan State. There's the overseas, there's the G League, there's the NBA changing the rule uh, for 2022 athletes. They can come right to the NBA. We'll be right back. This is the Jacob Cox Show. Welcome back in to the Jacob Cox Show. We're moving on here. Are sports coming back in jeopardy? It's an interesting topic. I heard it on local radio uh, earlier this week that you might have heard of, and maybe they are talking about it today. Um, uh, but it's very interesting to me. Okay. And as much as I believe uh, sports are coming back and we will not have a delay in the NHL 
in the NBA. Those are the first two. I guess MLB. I don't think we're going to have a delay for those three. Okay. I want to throw, you know, I want to make sure my point is is there first. I don't think there will be a delay. I don't really think they are in jeopardy. But there are slight chances of some things that are happening that could place uh, the game, the season, the playoffs in jeopardy. Like there are some some dominoes that could fall that you could be like, uh-oh, uh-oh, we've got a problem. I think college football is in jeopardy. I don't know if they will play college football. I think they'll play high school football. I think they'll play NFL. But college? Ooh, I don't know. College is, uh, you know, if you if you think, oh my God, but if they're going to play high school, they can play college. Eh, it's not the same thing. They are not all living together in the same building. Okay. The NHL has two hub cities, and they're both in Canada, Edmonton and Toronto. So now you have a ton of U.S. teams going to Canada. wonder how Canada feels about that. I'm sure they got it approved, you know. Canada okayed it. But it uh, it is interesting to think about that. Because the border's closed right now. Can't, can't, can't go. I think till July, maybe 31st, 30th, end of July, I think. Now you got a ton of teams going. Hmm. They got to quarantine for 14 days on upon arrival. You know, what do they have to do? You know, it presents a, uh, a very unique uh, conversation. The MLB is going to travel all over the country every single day. Put teams on planes, travel. Now, I think you should be able to do all of this. I think you should be able to go into Canada and travel to and from. And I think you should be able to get on a plane and these teams should be able to go city to city. I believe that they should. But does this put the sport in jeopardy? If positive tests start flying around. I mean, the NBA is is going to a hotbed in Florida. Florida is just steaming with rising numbers. Positive COVID-19 tests. Numbers are skyrocketing. And now we're going to send NBA teams to a city in Florida and say, hey, go play. Go play a a contact sport, essentially. Like I said, I think sports are coming back, and I'll be on time and all of that. Uh, but there are some idiots in charge, and I think it could be done. I think there's a chance. I really do. COVID nineteen positive tests, right? Quarantining players and coaches, you know, in key situations or games. It's there's a lot that could happen here. Like I said, Florida's just Florida's numbers are rising, and now we're gonna send people in and out of Tampa Bay to play the Marlins. I'm sorry, to play the Rays, Miami, the Marlins. Gonna send all the NBA teams to Orlando. I don't know. 
then you expect college teams to go to Florida State and Florida and UCF and USF. I mean, Arizona State, their football program shut, you know, didn't shut down, but um, said that, uh, you know, they stopped uh, voluntary workouts. They paused them, said no more. We have too many people testing positive. Shut it down. So is that delaying their season? Delaying their camp? Right? Are they are they going to be able to start their season on time? What does the whole Pac-12 have to delay it now? So now, uh, you know, their season's off by a week, and now everyone else in the country has to wait for their, you know, their college football season to, com- you know, be completed. College football is in jeopardy. Players on campus, they all live together. They're not going to all keep their masks on when they go to a party or hang out after practice. They're just not. It's college. You know, those kids aren't going to do it. You're not going to have high school kids do it. You know, get around your buddies. They're not going to do it. Maybe, you know, you're in the no mask crowd. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm in the mask crowd. Just wear it. Do your part. I don't know. They're not going to stay six feet apart and wear the mask. You know, they're going to take the mask off and they're going to stand next to each other in a group at a party. They're all going to be right up on each other. It's a fact. High school, too. Dorms. That's just, it's like a cruise ship. I mean, it, it is. Cruise ships were a big problem with the virus, and college dorms are very similar to that. That's a comp- look. If you're looking for a comparison, there, I think that's it. College dorms will be like a cruise ship, hotbed for the virus. Very, uh, uh, you know, wouldn't want to say high risk kids. You know, not all of them are high risk, but there might be some. Shoot, you know, look at old football coaches. I mean, what? Uh, you know, Mac Brown, those North Carolina kids. You know, go give Mac Brown a hug at practice. Oh boy, now Mac Brown's got it. Now Mac Brown can't coach that game against Clemson. You know, now Sam Howell's out. He tested positive. He can't play versus Clemson. You know, I don't know. I think college football is in danger of not happening. I think we'll see the NFL because they've got that union. Come after their money. College football doesn't have anything. Really, but say, hey, we'd like to play. That's all they got. (laughs) Essentially, all they got is their head coaches to defend them. That's it. But pro sports, now, like I said, I I think they're going to start on time. But if you have a bunch of positive tests, some idiot's going to be like, ah, we can't play. Stop the season. It's not happening. I could see that. A lot of idiots in charge. We've seen how stupid Rob Manfred is. You know, he said yesterday that we were never going to play more than 60 games, so why the hell did you mess around for three months? Idiot. I mean, you look at the NFL, you got Roger Goodell. Clown. Gary Bettman with the NHL draft lottery just flat out disappointed me. And Adam Silver is the only one that's got, uh, you know, his head on straight. But 
I still don't like some of the things that he does or the NBA really stands for. So uh, you tell me. We've got idiots in charge all over the place. Idiot governors, commissioners, players, coaches, ideas. There is a chance that sports are in jeopardy. I don't think they are. I, like I said, I, I believe we're going to start on time. The three major sports. I think the NFL will start on time, even though they've cut down on the preseason games from four to two. They'll play two and three. Every NFL team will have a home preseason game. I think they'll all start and play a full season. But college football, the, the thing I love to watch most, could very well be in jeopardy. We'll be right back. This is the Jacob Cox Show. Oh yes, we've made it to the last segment of today's show. It's an intriguing one. It's an intriguing one because everybody wants to get involved with the Tom Brady talk. Well, who's going to get the last laugh? Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Uh, it's an honest question that I've got uh, for everyone to round out today's show. I'll be putting a poll on Twitter today. You can follow me and see the poll at JacobCox underscore 24, all one on Twitter. Um, and that'll be the Twitter poll question for today uh, as it pertains to the show. Who's going to get the last laugh? Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? Here's what we got. Okay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, off the cuff, uh, that's going to be a good football team. Right now, off the cuff, that, yeah, that's, that's going to be a good football team. The New England Patriots, not so much. That's a 9-8 win football team. And they ain't going to like losing. My boy Colin Coward said it best on Wednesday. That that place ain't going to like a 9-win season. That's not enough for them. Cam Newton does not get them to 11-12 wins. He doesn't. I talked about it on Monday's show. He doesn't do that for them. It just doesn't happen in New England just because Cam Newton's there now. It's sorry. Stop. It doesn't happen. Tom Brady couldn't do it in New England. And they've gotten worse. Tom Brady is better than Cam Newton. I would still say that today. If you said, hey, do you want Tom Brady or Cam Newton? I'm taking Tom Brady because I don't trust Cam Newton. We got Bill, Bill Belichick, Bruce Arians. I think Bill Belichick is going to do a phenomenal job with the roster he's given, but he can only do so much. Sorry. That team didn't look good last year. Now he's got to have a new quarterback that he has to control. I don't care if you see all these videos. Oh, Bill will be fine with Cam. Cam's attitude won't be a problem. Eh, whatever. I don't care. It will be. I don't care what someone says to the press. 
What matters is what goes on in that locker room during practices, during games. Sorry. I don't think it's going to work out all that well. Bruce Arians, on the other hand, is going to get a quarterback that is primed. He's got an offense that is primed to do everything that he wants. Oh, and don't let me forget Rob Gronkowski. Didn't want to play in New England, but wants to play in Tampa Bay. Just a thought. Um, now, this swings in the Patriots' way, okay? I want to be uh, uh you know uh, you know fair when I have this conversation. But the uh the Bills I think they're going to win the AFC East. But let's be reasonable here. Let let's lay a fact down. The AFC East is a hell of a lot easier than that NFC South is going to be. That NFC South has three playoff teams. The AFC East has one. Maybe two. But they're both weak. Look, I think the Bills are going to win that division at 11 and 5, 10 and 6. You're going to have that second place team, New England, going to be weak. They're going to be a 9 and 7 weak team. 8 and 8 weak. In the NFC South, you could have 12 wins, 11 wins, 10 wins. And then the Falcons with like three. But even the Falcons aren't irrelevant. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. I mean, that that's a ton of talent in one division. Right? I mean, you got the Jets starting Sam Darnold. Their best player on defense wants out. Train wreck. Miami, they're going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick over Tua the first couple weeks, and then a rookie is going to take over. Now, I think that team's going to make strides. That team's going to improve. But that team is not going to compete for a division title. So it's down to the Bills and Patriots. Whereas you go look at the NFC South, whoo, anybody could virtually win the division. Now, I don't think the Falcons have a chance. But that could be an 8-8 eight and eight ball club. So... You know, legitimately, if you're looking at positive, oh my God, that last place team, they could be 8-8. Eight eight. Whoo, that's a damn good division. Highly unlikely that the last place team goes 8-8, eight eight, but who knows? Go 7-9. I mean, the AFC is a weaker conference. Hands down, they got two teams. Ravens, Chiefs, that's it. So it really comes down to me, the way I look at it, and this this is an idiotic question when we look at uh, who's kind of going to get the last laugh here, but who's going to be better, Drew Brees or Josh Allen? Uh, you know, that's an easy question for you to say or answer nonetheless is uh, it's going to be Drew Brees. But with the schedule that each quarterback is given, with the weapons that each quarterback is given. Because don't forget the weapons that they have now in Buffalo. Who is going to be able to do better with the schedule they're given and have a better season? I might put money on the Bills. I'm going to put money on the Bills to win the division. I'm going to put money on the Bills to maybe uh, you know, be the three seed in the AFC. That might be a little high, but very real possibility. 
the AFC is no doubt weaker. The Patriots have the ability to win more than the Buccaneers in the 2020 season, but they're not going to be a better fundamental football team. That's it. But when we when it when when I when I ask the question of who's going to get the last laugh, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, I want to I want to hear from you. Okay, so if you're watching on YouTube, sorry, geez, keep hitting this microphone. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and comment. If you're watching on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and you decided. Hey, I'm going to tune into this show today. Send me a message. If you got my number, text me. If you don't, Twitter, DM, at JacobCox underscore 24. Or you can follow with a podcast on Twitter, at The Jacob Cox Show. DM that. I want to hear, who do you think is going to get the last laugh, Brady or Belichick? Don't just vote in the Twitter poll. Comment. I want to hear. Let's hear why. Let's hear some thought process to this. Because I think it's very interesting. Now, I think Tom Brady's going to get the last laugh. I really do. I think because, and the only reason I say that, truly, the only reason I say that is because I think that the, the Buccaneers are a lock to make the playoffs, whereas the Patriots, not so much. Like, and I'm serious when I say that. I would not necessarily say it's a guarantee that the Patriots are going to make the playoffs because I don't think Cam Newton is going to be able to get them there. I don't think Cam Newton's that good. But what I do know is that the Buccaneers are at least going to be a wild card team. The NFC is stronger. It is a stronger conference. It is top to bottom, a better, tougher conference. It's going to be harder to come out of there. But still think, still think the Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs. The Patriots, eh, I don't know. We'll be right back. Well, that's all we got for today's show. Uh, like I said, go ahead, watch each segment on YouTube. You can see me in the microphone as uh you can see my erotic hand movements because that happens. Um, yeah, so go check it out on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, follow along. Every subscription, follow, and share is greatly appreciated. Um, you know, uh, you know, we had another knockout show, I think, you know. Should tanking be allowed in sports? I say yes. Amani Bates committing to Michigan State. Got some thoughts in on that. Are sports coming back in jeopardy? Yes and no. College football is. I think 100% almost it's in jeopardy. And then Twitter question. Twitter poll that uh, go ahead and vote on. Brady or Belichick who gets the last laugh? I want to know, who do you think gets the last laugh? I say Tom Brady. Others might say Bill Belichick, just fine. Um, 
yeah, so, you know, you guys do whatever you can. I hope everyone has a safe 4th of July weekend. Don't catch the Rona. Don't uh, be Jason Pierre-Paul. You know, keep your hands away from firework. Going to work on Monday with both hands and no burn marks, no nothing. You know, be safe. Have a have a great holiday. Social distance it up. Have some burgers. Have a beer. If you're of of, of age. If not, crack a crack a coke, crack a water, lemonade. Uh, but you know, I hope everyone has a great, fantastic, fantastic Fourth of July weekend and. You know where to find me on Monday, right back here. Wherever you're listening, check in on Monday for a brand new show. Maybe we'll have a guest on. I don't know. Thanks for listening. Share this as much as possible. Talk about it to your friends as always. Um, Wherever you're listening or watching today, thank you. Appreciate it. See you Monday. Have a great, safe, healthy weekend.